Did you know that the Investor Guys podcast with Bill Barnett and Kevin Mills are not only available on your favorite audio podcast platform, they're also available in video form on Facebook, YouTube, and the Investor Guys podcast website at www.investorguyspodcast.com. Bill and Kevin show actual numbers, projects, and more. All things you'll miss if you don't check out the video. So after you listen to this podcast, visit us online and watch it again, www.investorguyspodcast.com or on your favorite social media. Hello and welcome to Investor Guys Podcast with uh, Kevin Mills and Bill Barnett. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing terrific, brother. How about you? Awesome. Had a great, great weekend here in sunny, hot, humid uh, Florida. How, how are things going for you in Texas, Central Texas? Good. It was uh, a tad bit toasty this weekend, but hey, yeah, you come to expect that in uh, the middle of August, the second half of August. And so that was a great weekend. Uh, I saw some of your posts uh, with the fam. So that was uh, always uh, fun to see. And, and yeah. uh, we've had a lot of people from California coming out here to Florida to check out Florida because <laughs> we're getting tired of California. So yeah. we've been playing we, host a lot. So we were down in Miami and South Beach and everything else this, this week and had a great time. In fact, we're headed out after the show to, to meet up with them over at the mall. Very cool. We get, uh, get a lot moving here. Um, I'm not recruiting like you are, but we get a lot uh, <laughs> moving this way. <laughs> I'm just trying to get my friends and family out before the whole, the whole place implodes. So We laugh. Uh, we used to... In the last few years, we've laughed a lot in Texas about uh, seceding from the union and becoming our own country like we were when we came into the U.S., uh, the Republic of Texas. Uh, but I think California may, may have a real shot at uh, I think at California doing, uh, may be kicked out of the union. Yeah. Hey, hey I'd be okay with that. Uh, I would too, but, especially now that I'm not there anymore. <laughs> Get about 150 miles north of San Francisco, uh, and you got a great pocket of, of good folks there that are all uh, kind of got their head on their shoulders uh, correctly. And then uh, then you get a little bit further north, and you get up into Portland and Seattle, and it's like, wow, California looks calm compared to those guys. So maybe just take a line from Vancouver down to Mexico and and let that be something else. Yeah, especially the coastal regions, although there are some pockets. I lived in Orange County, and the communities where I lived were very, very, very conservative, um, which was a direct opposition to what the rest of the state was. But politics, they are what they are. There's nothing they we can are. do about them. So we can vote it's in November, crazy. And, and that's that. The, the but great today, thing about real estate is irrespective of your political beliefs, you got to have a place to live. Yes. And we believe that it, it should be in one of our places. <laughs> so Kevin and I both agree. Hey, yes, but if it's not going to be in one live, of our places, it should yeah. be in one of your own. So uh, today we wanted to talk about something we haven't talked about yet. And that's uh, rental properties for vacation rentals. And this is not a new concept but because of things like Airbnb and Verbo, and there's some other ones, um, there are new options. And a lot of people are, are getting into this now because of these different options. Um, I have vacation rentals and I've been doing them on Airbnb and on Verbo. Um, I'm not doing any more on Verbo and I'll talk about that later on in this show as to why. 
Um, by the way, did you start your timer there, Bill? I did. Okay. <laughs> Keep track because I forgot to start mine. Um, essentially, if you're not familiar with Airbnb or Verbo, if you're going to a location for vacation or for work or for whatever else, rather than staying in a hotel or at a resort or something like that, uh, individuals have their own private properties listed so that you can use it as a vacation rental. Now, oftentimes this is somebody's own home and they're going to be someplace else for that period of time. So I live in, I live in Florida. There are a lot of people who are snowbirds. They're back and forth. They live in Florida for the winter and they live up north someplace for the summer. A lot of those people list their homes here in Florida on Airbnb and Verbo during the, the summer. And then they flip it and they list their homes up north on Airbnb and Verbo uh, while they're here for the winter. Now, what that does is that gets them an income and a fairly secure income because both those companies guarantee they have an insurance pro uh, policy that guarantees that the tenants aren't going to destroy anything or they're going to pay for it. Uh, this gives them additional income and pretty significant. There are uh, Airbnb rentals in Florida, for example, in Orlando, which is, you know, party central if you have a family during during the summer and when there's no coronavirus, they're $1,500 and up a day. Um, there are rentals at the beach. Uh, there are sometimes that I get $1,500 and more a day for properties we have at the beach. When this whole coronavirus was in its, its hot and heavy and knew, no one knew what was going on, uh, yesterday. The, all of the rental places, um, Verbo, Airbnb, all those basically said, don't rent, close everything down. And that's why I'm going to get to why I don't use Verbo in a minute. Uh, we actually use one of our rentals at the beach to get away from the city for coronavirus because we were stuck working from home. So we decided to get out out to the beach, hang out at the beach. We had the intercoastal in the backyard. And if you guys watched some of the earlier shows back in May and June, and maybe even- You'll see that. People, um, that's where I was broadcasting from, was the rental property out there. So it's a benefit for you. It's like vacation homes all over the place. And you can use your down weeks and you can use it yourself for getting your family out, sharing it with your family and your friends. You'll be, you'll be people's new best friend if you've got a house at the beach that they can use every once in a while. Airbnb and Verbo will let you take reservations up to a year in advance. So I literally will have days and weeks blocked a year in advance. Now, let's talk about how that applies to us as real estate investors. So how many of you would love to have a property where you're making $1,500 a month in rent? Okay. I mean, that, that's significant for a lot of people. I mean, that, yep. that's a good rent for, for, for the Dallas metro area. Yep. Imagine getting $1,500 for a day or two or three and getting that three or four times in a month. That okay. is what we're talking about As for rentals. Let's start to get into the mechanics of this. Let's take a quick break here and we'll do uh, get headlong into the mechanics of being a real estate investor with vacation rentals. Join us right after the break with more Investor Guys podcast. We'll see you on the other side. Are you ready for a new type of real estate club? A club for new and seasoned real estate investors as well as real estate professionals of all types? 
a real estate club that you can participate in virtually or in person. A real estate club that offers in-person and virtual presentations, workshops, events, networking, resources, and more. Though this may sound like the real estate club of the future, it is not science fiction. It is reality. Directed Real Estate Professionals, also known as DREP, was started in the late 1990s in Southern California and is growing into cities across America. Whether you live in one of these cities or not, you can participate and take advantage of all DREP has to offer. If you live in a city that already has a DREP meeting, join them in person or online the first and third Tuesdays of every month. If you live in a city that doesn't have a DREP, consider hosting your local meeting. We'll show you how to set up your local club and walk you through getting started everything to get it rolling. You can also join any area meeting online from anywhere in the world. Getting started is easy. Just check us out online at www.drepclub.com. That's www.drepclub.com and we'll see you there. Are you dumb enough to be rich? Well, are you? Bill Barnett's critically acclaimed book, Are You Dumb Enough to Be Rich?, is a personal account of Bill's own journey to becoming a real estate investor. In his book, Are You Dumb Enough to Be Rich?, Bill shares his experiences, insight, and advice in a well-written, easy-to-follow account that gets investors thinking and acting. Find Are You Dumb Enough to Be Rich? on Amazon and other outlets or purchase your copy directly at www.investorguyspodcast.com. And welcome back to the Investor Guys podcast. You know, we were just getting into um, Verbo, Airbnb, and Kevin was showing us, or about to show us, we're going to see those now, some properties that he picked up on Daytona Beach. Uh, as we were starting to do the podcast, when we first started doing this, we were talking about these properties. So, Kev, let's see some, brother. These are, let me uh, grab that for you. Can you see that okay now? There you go. Nice. All right. So these units were in Daytona Beach. If you're familiar with Daytona Beach, they are all within four or five blocks of Main Street. Main Street leads straight into the pier. It is the epicenter of the beach scene for Daytona. These are also within two or three blocks of the actual beach. You can actually walk to the beach. Uh, if you're familiar with Daytona Beach, you can see the giant slingshot from all of these properties at Daytona Beach. Now, all of these properties that I'm going to show you, I got six total, I'm gonna to show you four of them. All of them are multifamily units. Now, this right here is a duplex, and if you look behind it, you can see a garage with a unit over top of the garage. Now, all of these were purchased, Bill, for under $30,000 each. They were all vacant, all abandoned properties. All of them need work, but with the amount of work that I'm going to put into them, it's going to be clear profit once the coronavirus is over and people start renting these units. These, these will rent out $800 to $1,500 a day, uh, especially during spring break. So what everybody I want you to hear is that Kevin bought at the worst possible time to buy. That's when you want to buy is when the markets, it's the best time to buy, but the perception of a lot of people is to be the worst possible time to buy because of everything that's going on. No, that's the absolute premium time to be able to buy a property. So as we, before we get off of that other one, um, 
ballpark, just a wild guess. What do you think you're going to spend on that to get? Uh, so you got a duplex in front, and that's a single unit above the garage. Single unit above the garage, correct? All right. So you got three units. What do you think you're going to dump into total for the three units? Probably, I'm probably going to go a little high end on all of this because I'm going to do the exterior as well. So probably looking at about sixty grand. Um, I have seventy budgeted. All right. So think about this. Even if he goes seventy, he'll have a hundred grand in a three-unit property that's two or three blocks from the water. And so, and, and Kev, you said now in a um, non-spring break time, but yet in summer, what do you think you'll be written for for a week for most Low of Low end, $300 a day. Okay, so 1,500 bucks to 2,100 bucks a week. And a lot of times, and I, I know the people that uh, I go down to Destin and do that a lot myself, and the places that I go will not allow you to rent for without paying a, a crazy number. Uh, they want to have a seven-day minimum. Uh, so you start looking at that. That's $2,100 a week, and you've got multiple units. So will uh, $2,100 get the – will the garage unit bring $2,100? Uh, the garage, honestly, I will probably keep the garage closed and, and locked up so that there's no issues with anybody trying to park in there, who's going to park right. in there, or anything else. The garage unit is actually probably the biggest unit of the three. So, so if you think just about using, uh, just the duplex part, 4,200 bucks a week, and you may have a 10, 12 um, week rental period where it's bringing that kind of money. Uh, and so if you think about that, so let's just call it a 10 week period that it can bring that, that's $42,000 in one season on an investment that he will have somewhere around, probably under, but somewhere around a hundred in. And so in one season alone, 42% payback on what his investment is. So- And, and realistically, realistic, those are low numbers, excuse me, those are low numbers, Bill. The so 300 I just is, want, is- A lot of times people that aren't familiar with what vacation rentals can go for, have a hard time wrapping their head around these kind of numbers. So when we were talking about um, doing some other things early on, and we're going to be talking about those more as the podcast goes on, not today, but as the shows go on about getting 40, 50, 60, 70% return a year, cash on cash return. Here's another great example of that. Yeah. During this, during the winter, these units will get 600 to 800 easy each a day and during spring break they'll get 1500 and more a day and spring break is typically about four or five weeks here in florida because everybody takes their spring breaks at different times so on the low end we're talking about a 50 percent return on investment on a actual what's probably going to happen when we're not dealing with coronavirus this will probably pay for itself easily in the first year wow very cool very cool this is another, this is a two unit here. And uh, I was telling Bill just, the, just a little bit ago, there's a weird kind of funky basement thing going on in the front. Um, it's got screens on it. We're gonna finish it out and it's just gonna be like a little party. We'll put some little neon signs in there and it's just gonna be a party place for people to hang out and drink their beers and just people walking by. Cause during spring break, the streets are just mobbed with people. Now for this unit, this is actually a four unit 
with another unit in the back over the garage. Um, same type of situation. You can see the windows have been taped up. Um, the whole thing is vacant. You can see it's in disrepair. Uh, the furniture sitting out in front, I have no idea where that furniture even came from because this place has been vacant for, for a couple of years. This right here is a four unit. Um, there's steps on the side to get to the upstairs units. Um, and this, I've got a side, side picture of this one as well to give you kind of a better idea. Um, again, blocks from the beach, blocks from Main Street, which is where the restaurants are, the bars. Um, and we also aren't talking about just spring break. We aren't just talking about snowbirds. We're talking about bike week. We're talking about everything that happens in yeah. Daytona, the races. We're talking about, you know, this is, this is the place to have, one of the great places to have rental properties. Um, we have a rental in further north of Daytona in Flagler. And we spent uh, a few months of our coronavirus lockdown there on the beach because we weren't supposed to be renting through Airbnb and Verbo. Hey, that let's place uh, take is, a quick break here before we get going too much further here. We're going right. to uh, come back with wrapping up Daytona, wrapping up rentals, uh, VRBO and Airbnb and why you want to be involved. So stay tuned with more Investor Guys podcast. We'll be right back. Back in a second. DREPclub.com. That's DREPclub.com for the greatest real estate club on the planet. Workshops, presentations, trainings, education, resources, and more. The Directed Real Estate Professionals Club, DREPclub.com. Participate in person or virtually. www.DREPclub.com. Bill Barnett and Kevin Mills host the Investor Guys podcast and share their real estate investing insights, strategies, and knowledge for audiences across America. Did you know that the Investor Guys, Bill and Kevin, have comprehensive investor education trainings and events available? Live and virtual workshops, training programs, events, and more. Bill and Kevin even have hands-on training events, consultations, and quick start programs, including the acclaimed real estate buyers events, all designed to get investors started in putting performing properties into their real estate portfolios. Bill and Kevin have each been successfully investing in real estate and educating real estate investors for decades and bring that experience to everything they do. Bill and Kevin both have unique approaches to investing and investor training, and thousands of investors attribute their investing success to the trainings they have received from Bill and Kevin. If you are ready to get started as a real estate investor, the timing has never been better. Every day you wait to get started is a day forever lost. To check out how the Investor Guys are ready to get you started, visit InvestorGuys.com. That's www.InvestorGuys.com. All right. And welcome back to... No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's fine. We can roll with it. So welcome back to the Investor Guys podcast. Uh, I'm Kevin Mills, and this, this eager gentleman here is Bill Barnett. And just right. before we went on the break, we were showing you some houses that I had picked up in Daytona that were uh, going to be rental properties. And I honestly have not been doing the vacation rental thing for very long, just the last maybe three or four years that I've gotten into it. And I feel like I was a little bit late to the game because I didn't see it coming. I thought I was kind of skeptical when I first started hearing about the Airbnbs and the Burbos and everything else. But when I started looking into it more, I realized the potential that was there, uh, especially for markets where I want to have a property anyway. This is a great way to have a vacation home and let it not only pay for itself, but pay you as well. Airbnb and Verbo both have insurance that will cover any loss or damages 
as a result of you renting it out to one of the tenants that book on Airbnb and Verbo. They will let you rent a year in advance, not let you rent, they'll literally, their platform will let the guests rent up to a year in advance. So I literally have reservations a year in advance. And for properties that are in great locations, um, they're just always booked, just like nonstop solid book. I have to block the weeks that I want to use for myself or that I want to share with somebody else. Now, just as we started, I was telling you that I used to use Airbnb and Verbal. I don't use Verbal anymore. And the reason for that is as we were going into the coronavirus, there are a lot of people obviously who had vacation plans that were made that got interrupted because of the coronavirus. Verbal when everybody canceled, Verbo did not return any money to any guests. They left it up to the individuals who own the properties as to whether or not they're going to return that money. The individuals who own the properties, whether they did or didn't, I don't know, but they should have returned the money. But Verbo should have made sure that that money was returned. Airbnb stepped up. They returned the money to all the guests who had to cancel and they gave 60% of the lost revenue to the owners of the properties for the, the cancellations. So they literally out of their own pocket stepped up and made sure that both sides were taken care of. And to me, that is a good business model. That is ethical. That is honest. I would rather work with a company like that than work with a company that's going to leave somebody high and dry. Now, I'm a property owner but I'm also a renter. I also use Airbnbs and I also used to use Verbos, just as, as Bill just mentioned that he does invest in as well. As a property owner, yeah, sure, it's great that Verbo uh, didn't make us return any money, but as a guest, that's wrong. And as a person who I think everything should be ethical and everything should be fair, that just didn't sit right with me. So Verbo is a company I won't use anymore just based on their ethical business model. So, but that's it in a nutshell. I mean, obviously there's more to it, but this should give you an idea of the potential that you can make on vacation rentals. Now, if you are in, in any market, this is something that you can use. But if you're in a market like say Southern California or Galveston or Destin or here on the Florida coast where I am, Orlando, uh, New York City, any, any major city for that matter, this is a strategy that will put not only money in your pocket, it'll pay for the unit that you have really quickly. Um, there are some hurdles to go through. There are, you have to have a business license for each one of these properties, um, but it is worth it. Questions, Bill? Thoughts and comments? No, I was just gonna say, you know what? It's surprising that uh, even in a city like Dallas-Fort Worth, which is not thought of typically as a destination location, now uh, we have a, a pretty strong, thriving Airbnb business here. So every guy's city that has any uh, type of attraction to it, for us, it's people coming in to do business. Uh, and if they're going to be here more than a couple of days, a, a lot of people just prefer to have a house. Uh, and so the Airbnb option has become really terrific to be in that environment. Yeah, it is really uh as a traveler, there are times I want to stay in a hotel. There are times I want to stay in a resort. If I have to be in town for business, and, and we see this a lot of times, like especially in Dallas, 
somebody's coming into town and they have to be there for a month because they have a project that they have to take care of. They don't want to be living out of a suitcase in a hotel. They'd rather unpack their clothes, hang them up, put them in a drawer and be there for that month for that project, be able to go into the kitchen, make themselves breakfast, buy themselves groceries, sit at a table and work on their computer rather than have to do all that from the business center, eat at the restaurant at the hotel, yep. have to keep their clothes packed up in, in, the, in the suitcase. So again, anywhere you go, this is a solid option. Check out, just go on to airbnb.com and check out what rentals are going for in the area where you wanna have these rentals. And that'll give you an idea of the potential that you can make. Flip through, go through the seasons and see what people are getting for various seasons. Because you'll see prices fluctuate from $300 a day to $2,000 a day, depending upon where you are. And you're gonna see, uh, as we get back to normal, <laughs> I hate even saying that. Uh, normal, whatever the normal's gonna be. Yeah, gosh, you know, uh, sporting events are gonna start being attended again. Um, and the great thing about what, one of the things that's going on right now is that, um, NBA, MLB, uh, they're uh, suffering horribly because they've made these political stance. And so they can't have anybody in the concessions. And, and people go, well, they make all the money off TV anyway. No, the owners get a, a lot of their operating budget off of people being in the stands and all of that concession money. So uh, professional sports will demand that um, we get back to being able to have people in the stands and colleges and universities are going to uh, demand that as well as this thing moves on. And, and so think about a year from now when we're back into seasons and the, the likelihood is no guarantee, but the likelihood is we're going to have full stadiums again of people being there. I, I had a guy send me something yesterday that said, Hey, uh, I'm really uh, disappointed in you, Bill. And I'm like, what? And he goes, I, I know last year you didn't wear a mask at all. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, you know, there were a million and a half people uh, in the U.S. that died of tuberculosis last year. And I didn't see you wearing a mask over that. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. So well, the flu. political stuff is all <laughs> going to go away on this after the election. Uh, I pray either way. Uh, and we're going to have people in stadiums again. So if you've got a property in where a city is, like Arlington, if you've got uh, a property within 20 miles of Cowboy Stadium, uh, there's a, another few weekends a year that you can get some crazy numbers on it. And in, in what typically in the Dallas-Fort Worth area would be off-season, would be uh, uh, fall and winter. So great place to be, great place to put some investment money. Yeah, Kevin, you got anything you want to wrap up on? We'll run a little Actually, long. no, I was going to, on, on the uh, professional sports, to put things into perspective, uh, I do hear that. They're the, oh, they make all their money on TV. Think about the revenue they lose just on parking. Every single one of those parking spaces that they fill up on because they turn you away and tell you there's no more parking. That's $20 a space and up. Preferred parking is even more. That's $20 for each one of those spaces that they lose. It's $5 a hot dog. How much of that is going to the owners of the stadium? You know, beers, how much of that revenue goes to the stadium? They make millions of dollars every single game just by having fans in the stands. So that will come back. Trust me, the owners want that to happen more than anybody. So that's going to open up, you know, business is going to be reestablished. Uh, 
if we have to wear a mask to go to a game, maybe we wear a mask, go to a game, but they're going to put butts back in the seat. You can mark your words on that. Um, it will happen. It's, it's not going to happen this season, but it will happen next season. A lot of it depends on what's going to happen with the colleges because the colleges are putting butts in seats. Uh, I don't know what the NFL is going to do, uh, but colleges, the Southeastern Conference is running 20, 25% of their stadium capacity so that they can do social distancing. Everybody's going to be in a mask uh, and their open air environments. So some of those uh, are going to be test runs for what's going to happen for pro sports going forward. We're way over today. Thanks so much for being with us. One uh, final, and, one yeah. final thought. Vacations. No one's ever going to get rid of vacations. We're in Florida. We are still, we are still renting out Airbnbs and Verbos and everything else. Orlando is open. Uh, Universal Studios is open. SeaWorld is open. Uh, Disney World is open. Orlando is open. The beaches in Florida are open. Miami is open. It's 50% outside, but Miami is the only city in Florida that is like that. The whole rest of Florida is pretty much wide open. Um, vacations are still going on. Professional sports is going to throw that, that additional wallop into certain markets. This is a market that you should be looking at and considering as you start getting into your real estate investing strategies that you want to use. Thank you for joining us, Bill. I'll see you later. Have a great day. Uh, it, it's been the Investor Guys podcast, and you can catch us uh, online, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks, everybody.